Warning, warning. Two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercoms. Mm. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP. With me, Tanhani. And me, Darnell. Including special guest... Me, Lord Stonefish. Whoa! Oh <laughs> How did I, I get here? I just found out about this now. Mmm. Yes, yes. Welcome indeed, Lord Stonefish. I had seen you around on SCPD for a while, and I was like, this is like the only funny guy here. We've got to get him on. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> At all other people on SCPD. We've had a lot of other quote-unquote guests, but now we have an actual guest. It's an true. Actual... He's a lord. Uh, how did you obtain a title of nobility? Finally, some nobility. Okay, um, do you want the bullshit comedy story, or do you want the real story? Uh, if there's a real story for how your nobility, I actually want to hear it. Well, it's not, yeah, okay, the, the, the funny story is, is that me, a humble stonefish, uh, married into a peerage uh, of the Great Barrier Reef, and then uh, decided to fr- you know, whittle away my time rating horror stories, uh, that's the joke. The real story is, of course, that it was my Minecraft username and I was too lazy to come up with Based? <laughs> Actually, that's so funny. I love it. Um, but I lost access to that account, so I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that Minecraft account anymore. Oh, wow. You're obsidian. I had a similar problem because I like played Minecraft way, way back in the day, like beta. And then I stopped playing for like a long time until a couple years ago. And it was so hell trying to get my account back since like the Mojang fusion or whatever. Oh, yeah, they, they like Microsofted it up. And now you're like, ah, and yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get my account back. I have a new account and I never play. So, you know, <laughs> it's OK. Me neither. Every time I log on, there's like new shit that I don't understand. And every other Minecraft player like instantly knows every detail of the update. Oh, what, man. God, what's happened? It's like, you know, they've invented roads. I don't remember roads in the game. There's I roads. We what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. See, it's me like, and they, you, Stonefish, we're Minecraft boomers. We're Minecraft boomers. We were there in the old days back when it was just like three blocks in a can. And yeah. you had to like plot. If you wanted to kill a creeper, you had to type the word creeper onto your keyboard, one <laughs> thing at a time, and hit enter. And it would you swing a sword. Um, yeah, the old days back on the the. Spectrum We're a bunch scene. of old heads when people would make like a convoluted redstone contraption to have like a little boat system. Now people make literal computers in Minecraft. I I remember when they did the update that came with pistons. I was sat there for an hour and making like stupid piston. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I was like, yeah. moved the game the game to the floor, and I was like, I'm a genius. Yeah, I think I joined like the update right before piston because I remember that being the first update after I started playing, and I was like, what the fuck? Piston. Yeah, now it's all like. They've added bees, and what's that? The bees land on your head, and now if you if you take the bee and you craft it with a stick, you can get like a big like bee sword, and the bee sword makes a boat. And you're like, at this point, I'm just like, Wait, is that real? No, no, not at all. It sounds plausible though, right? How do foxes work in Minecraft? In the Minecraft modding community, can we get this action? I've been playing Minecraft with my niece a little bit on the Switch, and I noticed foxes are in the game, and they're very cute, and they always run away from me. I don't know if you can even tame them, but we were, like, walking around, and my niece loves them, and a fucking wolf started attacking one of them. It was so horrifying. I thought they were supposed to be, like, the friends of Minecraft. No. No, 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 no. They're, they're, uh... There are no friends in Minecraft. 
There are no friends in Minecraft except, yeah, there are no friends. It is a hostile world. By the way, did you know that Max Brooks, the guy who wrote World War Z uh, and and those zombie books, wrote an official Minecraft novel? No. It's like a novel for adults. Yeah. It, <laughs> That's so based. It's really weird. It's like, what would happen if you actually had to survive in a square world and everything was square? And you were from the real world. What would you do? It's like, yeah. Minecraft Isekai? (laughs) Basically, it's Minecraft Isekai from a New York Times best-selling author who is also the son of an American comedy legend. He's like, he's he's not some hack nobody. I woke up in a world of three by three cubes, and now I can make things on the fly? I can turn cubes into more cubes. I have no fingers. Yeah, I must type. But enough oh, about the- Minecraft. We're here for your wonderful articles, yes? Yes, this episode is already off the rails. So, Tanhony, how worry, many... Don't worry, that's the best one Yeah, don't worry, this is our best start so far. Tanhony, Wait. how many articles do we have today? We have one, two articles. Um, yes. Depends on, like, um, of course, that all depends on how far it takes us to do the first one, but I think we should be able to do both. All right, well, why don't you pop a link in there for me? So the first one we have here is SCP-4012, which is titled Then Teach 10,000 Stars How Not to Dance by, of course, Lord Stonefish. Interesting. I think I was about to say Lloyd Stonefish there. Lloyd (laughs) Stonefish. Your fucking Game of Thrones name. My name's Lloyd. I work at the deli. (laughs) (laughs) Batman alias. (laughs) No, Tan, if you don't send me the link right now. There you go. Chaos, chaos. But yes, so and Darnell, you we, with this one you won't forget who wrote it. It's right there in the title. By Lord Stonefish. See, more authors need to do this shit. See, oh, excuse me. That how did you do that though? Uh, some copy and paste thing. I actually don't know. I'm not a coder. I just put someone that's like, here's how you do this, and I was like, okay, sure. With the got- SCP wiki, there's one person who figures out how to do something, and then everyone else copy and pastes that without knowing how it works. I, I got Twitter brained for a second. I saw your very pretty nature image, and I just instantly upvoted, but I probably won't take it away, unless the article's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> nice article. Refer it as a Twitter post. <laughs> To be fair, I feel like that's how half the wiki votes. It's like, oh, you have a cool image? Nice. Nice. Uh, so Lord, uh, as long as I do it again, Lord Stonefish is uh, just having to do something really quick. So, Darnell, how have you been recently? Um, I've been fine, but I, no one cares how I've been. Lord Stonefish, why don't you tell us what you've been working on lately? Well, he can't because he's gone away from it, as it just <laughs> says. Oh, I thought you said you were BRB, Tan. My bad. I was BRB. A friend called me and I had to say, I'm recording a show. Um... What have I been working on recently? Yes. Like for the wiki or in general? Um, anything that whatever you're proud of right now. Uh, well, I've kind of fallen off the wiki because I'm trying to pursue my film career. Really? Um, yeah. That's um, cool, I just finished, I just finished a feature. Um, that uh, my first feature. Um, Ooh. I've done some screenwriting work. Uh, do you guys know Shrek, um, Shrek I, I know Shrek. You worked on Shrek Retold? Oh, Shrek Retold. Shrek 2 Retold. I've worked on Shrek 2. Oh, and holy I've done some shit. Stuff with, uh, yes, I've done some stuff with Siva Gunner, too. Um, Siva, oh, dude, don't say that in front of Landy. He'll lose his mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I just finished a feature film 
and uh, we were angling to get a number of um, uh, celebrities interested in the parts. Now, I'm not going to tell you who we did get. Wait, this is like uh, a like a film film, not like a short film? It's a film with, like, I've raised money, and I've done all of this work, and, you know, trying to get everything together. Stonefish, this is like, I think you might be the most impressive person we've had on the podcast so far. Maybe, like, tied with Quantum. Yeah, Quantum's... Quantum is insane. His, his stuff's crazy. Um, I'm not at his level yet, but I did, in terms of like being like a professional published author who has the genuine connections. But like, we heard, we got polite no's from Tim Roth, Nicolas Cage, Ty Burrell, Brendan Fraser, Joe Pantoliano, uh, and a couple of other people. Uh, Keegan Michael Key. I had a nice Zoom call with Patrick Fabian from Better Call Saul. He was Howard. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like a legitimate film. I'm not going to tell you who we did get. I'm not going to jinx it, but it's like a real legit thing. I, when is it coming out? Probably spring 2022 at festivals. So I'll let you know. Yeah, please DM me when it's out uh, and when it's like in a format I'll be able to see outside of a festival because that's it's extremely Poggers champ. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I do pride myself on being Poggers champ. Uh, shall we jump into the actual uh, article? Yes. Absolutely. And absolutely. Spin us off. <clears throat> I'll begin. Item number, SCP-4012. Object class, you sell it. Special containment procedures. SCP-4012-1 is itself surrounded with a three-meter-high security fence topped with coiled barbed wire and access through a level 8 standard pedestrian security gate staffed by two personnel from Provisional Site 30. This fence and gate have been set up under the guise of a U.S. military installation. An appropriate signage has been erected. The entire structure is to surround Dash 1 at a distance of one kilometer. All personnel monitoring expeditions will take 20-minute shifts to negate the psychological effects of viewing the interior of SCP-4012. Personnel finishing shifts will be blindfolded and made to lie down in a darkened room for a minimum of an hour, under the supervision and care of the site psychologists, and rotated out to normal duty after two hours. All access to the unredacted transcripts and video logs of expeditions into SCP-4012 are to be protected by Bergman slash Lynch incapacitation memetic videos. You know, that's some good shit. The Department of Memetics has analysed memetic corruption within the logs for SCP-4012 and decided that the footage in the Bergman slash Lynch memes should be sourced from horror films <laughs> and uploaded to a private YouTube channel for maximum effectiveness. Wait, this is crazy. Okay, so like, I don't think I've ever heard of incapacitation memetic videos, but... um. If I'm understanding right, they're saying they're uploading the stuff they find here under, like, a YouTube channel? Mm, I don't believe so. I believe it's more the, the memetic videos that they use for this container. Oh, oh, my bad. Okay, I see. Yes. Under no circumstances is footage from poetry readings, science fiction movies, or religious sermons to be used in the footage, as these sources directly increase the memetic effects of unredacted content. Use of films containing amateurish acting or acting which does not reflect realistic behavior is recommended. So I'm already seeing a little bit of your uh, film head side in this one. And you're going to see a lot more of it um, because uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but keep going. Yeah. All memetic corruption is in the process of being edited out of documents. However, as some of this content is the only record of certain aspects of SCP-4012, research is currently ongoing. Personnel wishing to read on unedit- Unedited documents without experience the full memetic effect must at first consume a standard dose of agnostics. And that links to four nine two three, which I don't think we've read. So uh, no, I I do not. I I am familiar with that. So basically, um, I don't know how much this relates to the actual 
commented this SCP, what they're basically lycanestics, mm-hmm. but what they do is sort of change the way you, you view the world from like a... Uh, oh, like like how agnosticism is like a world... Uh-huh. Yeah. Clever. Mm. I like that. No non-D-class personnel to enter SCP-4012. All personnel entering SCP-4012 are to be considered not lost, but normal. Wait, what? This statement has been flagged with potential mimetic corruption. Oh, I'm shit. Gonna, um, you, that footnote is going to come up a lot, and Tan, you do not have to read it every time it comes yeah, up. Yeah, I, I just scrolled no. down and I see there's 28 footnotes and they're all the same thing. <laughs> just say footnote and we'll know that it's this statement has been flagged for potential mimetic content. Yeah. Uh, I will say, usually I like to guess what the SCP is based on the contained procedures and or image, but I have no fucking clue. Uh, what I'm getting what is, is all I could guess is like maybe it has something to do with this lake, and I'm like, no, probably not. And knowing from what little I've heard about you so far, it's got to be something more complex than that. Yeah, this might be a long episode. I don't know. We'll see. So. <laughs> hey, there you go. All right, no worries. Description. SCP-4012 is a large extra-dimensional space resembling Earth, but displaying significant deviations in terms of space, chronological precession, and dominant species. Yeah, I never would have fucking guessed that. <laughs> I knew. Of course you did. Certain elements of SCP-4012 have a mimetic effect on those remotely or directly viewing the interior. So I guess everyone listening at home, you're now affected. This mimetic what? effect is likely correlated with viewer perceptions of religion and normality. Very curious how religion will play into this, because so far, like, it's been mentioned vaguely, but I'm curious. These elements directly impact the physiological and psychological makeup of a viewer who has prolonged exposure to the interior, see addendums. Locations within 4012 correspond to regions, but not to distinct settlements and places. SB 4012 is surrounded by Dash 1, a large plastic fence with a perimeter of 27 kilometers, located in the forest outside Camden, Maine itself, with a, itself with a simple latching metal gate. A rough hiking path begins outside Dash 1 and appears to extend into the early portions of Dash 1. It's unknown who constructed Dash 1, the gate and fence have no identical identifying marks except a small spray-painted logo resembling a dock. Did I miss something, or is it, has it not been described what Dash 1 is yet? It's a, um, a large plastic fence with a perimeter of 27 kilometers. No, it says it's surrounded by... Wait. Dash 1. Wait, hold on. Oh, okay. Dash one, is, dash one is the fence. I see. Um, I see. They have to surround the fence with another larger fence because the fence, dash one, is part of the anomaly. So I like, see. Uh, I love that. I love the idea of having to put another fence around it. That's pretty good. This is the evil fence, the bad fence, and we've st- we've fenced in the fence with a good fence, and the, the good two fence- fences are pointing at each other like he's the real anomaly. Get him. <laughs> there are two fences inside of you. <laughs> One is evil. One, they're both named. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, the internal area that Dash One encloses is impossible to measure. Let me try to speak English again. The enclosure is impossible to measure because any subject entering Dash 1 also immediately enters the SCP. Foundation expeditions have determined a point roughly 135 metres along the path segment that initially runs through 4012, where it is possible for one to turn around and retrace their steps to Dash 1 without becoming subject to the effects of 4012, but this location is not consistent. Attempts to return to the gate past this position failed due to sudden inconsistent geography. Dominant species within 4012, collectively designated Dash 2, vary based on entrant. Stream also, video and like radio. Each person gets kind of like their own version of this alternate Earth. 
Yeah, basically. That's kind of dope. Dude, Dude, I would love to get high here. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. That sounds awesome. Maybe, maybe, hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. Streamed video and radio can penetrate 4,012 with ease. However, GPS has failed to locate subjects within, and satellite imagery shows empty forests. The way you said that, Tan, did I did I did I say something wrong? Or do I not know something? No, don't worry. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Most entrants to 4,012 follow a similar experience involving an eventual presumed cessation of life. All do not return. Oh. <laughs> I'd love to get high in there, dude. <laughs> Wait, it says it says no one returns, but I thought it said some people do make it back. No, uh, there's like there's a sweet spot from what I understand where you can sort of d- yeah. decide not to. But once you're like in it, you can't come back. There's a point of no return, so like you can go into a certain point, and if you cross that. It's like, uh oh, you can't get out. I'm gonna be um, real, unless there's like some scary psycho like dinosaur shit or something, I'd still like to get high here. I don't need to come And look how the one you, the thing you jumped to is like the horror was what does dinosaurs in there? <laughs> well dude, it said like different dominant species, so I'm assuming like dinosaurs are king here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a it's the land of lost time. Oh, now that you say it, it kind of does feel like that. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like trying to accuse this of being that. But it does have no, that no, no. vibe. It's very, it's very different. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to accuse you of ripping off the land before time, but I've got my eyes on you. No, land of the lost, not land before time. Dumb dumb. Yeah, no, no, unfortunately, I've ripped off both. There's, you know, humans and also Petrie, the the pterodactyl who shrieks, and they meet. And I'm sorry, it's a Project Crossover tale. I should have let you guys know. Oh, shit. I just opened the header, and you have, like, a YouTube video here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll narrate the video. You can, can, like... Well, the sound will show up, yeah, but not the video part, so you'll have to describe what's going on in. So I'm hitting play now. Yeah. Okay. I don't don't know if you can somehow put this in the video, but... Uh, So a match is lit in a dark room. Someone was wearing an ugly Christmas sweater underneath it. Wow. Candle is lit. There's a paper plate behind it. And a match. What's the paper plate say? Hold on. It says something. How to succeed. It's an antique candle holder, and we see the face of a uh, boy. Is that you? No. Uh, An actor. Uh, And he's walking around in a dark room. So is this inside of 4012? No, this is the the, the uh, video that they've sourced to basically knock you out if you are, um, if you if to like so you don't actually look at the the unredacted logs because if you do, bad stuff will happen to you. So this is to protect you by basically knocking you out if you don't have agnostics or you know like proper protection. This is like, okay. So th- this is like a, a vibe check to make sure you took your meds. Basically, uh, I should note the boy is looking around at this room. He's seeing a lot of like darkened, random crap on a shelf. He says, "What happened here?" It's important to remember. And then he like flinches really hard. Yeah, something like fluid pus. There's also infrasound in the back of this video, which is like uh, octaves that are barely audible, and it's like this helicoptery noise that you sort of feel in your bones a little bit. And then. We go to close on the candle, and then it's blown out, and there is something. And then I see four videos recommended from Northern Lion. Yeah, what? Unfortunately, I'm I'm getting just as a matter of thing. I'm getting like a lucid dreaming thing, Groundhog Day, 
uh, Alec Guinness and SNL. So, um, yeah. Nice. So, I just got a thumbnail popped up saying trapped in Skyrim. I have four Super Auto Pets videos, one from Noel Miller and one with Big Yoshi that says songs to fill an empty head. Various those Nintendo. Are not, those are not part of the article. Just for, for reference. I can't believe you stalked all of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All of YouTube is the mimetic filter. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so I, I see that this is like a way to knock people out, but knowing you and your and your film uh, interests, I'm curious if there's like subtle hints uh, of like bigger world building in here or if I'm just overthinking absolutely, it. Absolutely, yes. Um, Tan, how do we want to tackle this addendum? Do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? What do we want so, to do? Um, I feel like we should do this the usual way, but um, I see that most of the speaking is from a single person after a while so i would be happy for you two to choose being you know d the d class and command do you want to be the d class or command stonefish i'll be command d the d class has the less he he has um which you'll see in a moment the least dialogue so um whoever has command has more to say actually whoever reads stage directions as it were has the most yeah i was gonna say tan will do stage directions i'll do d112 and you can do command Sounds good. So I'll also like just read a bit of break. Yes. Well, <laughs> removing safety interlocks. Consciousness detected. Well, obviously you're not scanning me. Welcome, authorized personnel. This is the first expedition that displayed the interior of SCP-4012 in full. Previous expeditions lost contact with the subject after the 135-meter mark. Wait, how did they do this if he couldn't come back? Was it like a remote signal or something? You'll see. Uh, okay. You'll see. D-112 stands outside of Dash 1. He is a man in his late 20s. The weather that day is cloudy and somewhat rainy. D-112 has received an optical implant that streams video to command and is connected via an earpiece. He is also wearing an electric shock bracelet. For fun. Alright, so I just walk along this path, see what happens. that it? That's it. That's it. Oh, right, that's what I forgot. (laughs) Tanhony, you're getting a little insolent Immediately first fucking line. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Is anything going to jump out at me? Like a big slimy monster with 12 limbs or something? No, we don't think so. As far as we can tell, it's pretty normal in there. If it's so normal, why am I going in? Command does not answer. Basically, don't worry about it. (laughs) So I'll just head in then. Yes, please do so. It's late for a command that's been logged, but cannot be accounted for. D112 unlatches the gate and begins walking down the path. The first 23 meters proceed without incident. D-1-1-12, can you please describe your surroundings? Sure. Looks like the main fo- coastal forest, all right. Pretty similar to where I grew up, uh, around Booth Bay. That's about an hour from here. Lots of spruce, moss, this trail has roots in it. Bit of a saltwater smell. I'm wondering, is this is the appearance influenced by the uh, viewer's mind in any way? Because he mentions it was like how he where he grew up. To a degree. It's also yeah. in... It's also in because he says it's about an hour from here. So. Right, right. Ahead on the path, there is a rustling noise. Two figures appearing to be an overweight man and woman in hiking clothes briefly appear walking ahead of D112 before rounding a corner and turning away. You saw that, right? Indeed we did, D112. You're going to be just all right. Nothing is going to hurt you. It's probably just uh, some sort of refraction from the path in times before. And there, it's footnoted there. Um, odd. Weird statement. Like, other people who have SCP-412, you're fine. (laughs) Sweating. Uh, I thought you said they weren't going to hurt me. 
It probably won't. Just proceed. That would be appreciated. All right. I'll keep my distance, though. D112 continues along the path for several more meters. Bird song gradually ceases and no longer becomes audible. After about 17 minutes, D112 appears to receded 100 meters. The time discrepancy is noted. Yeah, I was going to say, this guy moved only 100 meters in 17 minutes. After 112 meters, D112 begins whistling the song It Was a Very Good Year by Frank Sinatra. Oh, that's so creepy. Please stop whistling. D112 does not comply. Command attempts to activate his emergency shock bracelet. This fails as well. The figures continually walk ahead of D112. And I think on my life... Twenty-five minutes from entering SCP-4012's farther boundary, D-112 discovers the mark left by the previous D-class expedition at the 135-meter mark. What's going to happen to me after I step over this line? I don't know. Um, uh, hang on, someone is really scraping something upstairs. Jesus. <clears throat> no, it's atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, I just hear chairs going... Am I going to be alright? I really don't want to die. You're not going to die. Relax. I think I should let you know the terrain is looking somewhat different ahead. How so? I don't know. It's looking more manicured, if I guess that's the right word. There's a lot more ferns and things that are on the forest floor. It's kind of pretty, actually, flagged. Noted. Proceed with caution. Okay. D112 takes several deep, slow breaths before proceeding, steadying himself and calming himself. He crosses the line and begins to proceed down the path into SCP-4012. As he previously noted, the ferns and shrubs on the forest floor appear less like naturally growing plants and more like an artificial attempt at recreating a forest. Small signs appear next to the plants around the 140-meter mark, identifying the species names in Latin, as well as the common names in a variety of languages. Frame-by-frame playback shows the languages to include English, French... Hindi, traditional Chinese, Hopi, Adatites, Proto-Hungaric, Simplified Mu, Davic, phonetically spelled Proto-Uralic, and several unknown languages with curving and geometric characters. D112 does not stop to inspect the signs. The hikers are still ahead of D112. It is now sunny. At the 50 metre mark, the trees move from coniferous coastal forest to deciduous oak and ash. Flowering plants native to various regions across the world appear in mulch beds. D-1112, could you stop to inspect the various plantings around you? D-1112 does not stop. D-1112, please respond. D-1112 appears not to hear command. The path beneath his feet changes to solid pine needles and soon to gravel. The forest is thinning out significantly and the path appears to branch ahead. D-1112 does not stop. D-1112, if you do not respond or follow orders, we will be forced to activate your shock bracelet. Is that understood? D112 looks down to idly scratch a mosquito bite on his wrist. The shirt hot bracelet is missing. D112, how did you remove your shock bracelet? Please answer the question now. If you did not remove your shock bracelet, was there some effect of SCP-4012 that you felt? D112 does not respond. He reaches a fork in the path and proceeds left. He is no longer in a forest, but instead in some sort of botanical garden. There are plants from across Earth, side by side in beds together. D112? The path passes by a fountain. D112 does not turn to look at it. The water in the fountain appears to be moving more thickly than normal water, as a slight purple tint. He continues walking through the gardens. D112, 
Please respond. There is a bend in the path. A figure appears to be pushing a wheelchair with another figure, but they are obscured by an overgrown bush. D-1-1-12, say something. Respond. Can you hear us? The figures appear around the corner. The first figure is a humanoid entity dressed in nurse's scrubs with no facial features. Aside from a large human-like mouth, I will locate in the center of its head. It's pushing a cataconic human, male human dressed in an orange D-class jumpsuit. Neither of the two would not acknowledge D-112 and he does not acknowledge them. Get out of there. D-112 keeps walking, occasionally glancing up to briefly look at trees or other large plants. His eyes linger briefly on an unknown tree covered in thorns. Another humanoid mouth entity walks by, dressed in a suit and quickly carrying a clipboard. It's presumed now that this species is this iteration's version of Dash 2. What's Dash 2? Dash 2 is that uh, lives in there. Oh. There we go. Darnell, are you like on the fucking Titanic right now? Did you hear that? Yeah, Yeah, I told you, this is what I'm dealing with, like, every fucking five seconds. My family's having a crisis (laughs) up there, I don't know what's going on. Okay, uh, let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to call them real quick? No, 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 I love, I love... (sighs) Alright, I'm gonna be right back. (laughs) Is he gone? He's gone. Okay, so what Darnell doesn't know is that this article has uh, should have uh, audio that plays automatically, and it sounds a lot like that. (laughs) (laughs) I composed an original score for it that kicks in if you keep the page open, um, if the code still works. So uh, we'll see if we need to mute the page. Um, That's why I'm like happy that there's like a grinding industrial noise somewhere in his house. Because it's perfect for this article, like, the atmosphere of it. I was going to say, yeah, it was sort of fitting. <laughs> uh, let's see, I don't know. I really like mouth entity as a okay. term phrase. I, I pleaded, but uh, she said she didn't give a fuck, so we'll see how that goes. Sorry in advance, viewers. Oh, no, no, it's fine. All right, where were we? We were at the mouth entity in a clipboard. Yes. Inside a clipboard? He's in a clipboard. He's inside one. He can't get out. He's trapped. No. Help him. Okay, anyway. <laughs> He's pinned by the neck. And, you know, anyway, this is dumb. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> this is still highbrow for discovering SCP. We're still on yeah, track. Yeah, you're well on track. You're doing well for the first ever episode with the Titanic. <laughs> this live from the Titanic. It's SCP discovered. Woo! Okay, no. Uh, what line were you at? D one twelve. Get out there now. I say, I say um, yeah. D one one twelve. Get out of there now. If you can still hear us, please turn back. D one one twelve continues to walk through the gardens. He comes across a large, neatly mown field. I think I said neatly mown, so I don't know what that means, which the path intersects. Throughout it, human individuals dressed as D-class hikers and in various indigenous costumes wander. Two individuals resemble the hikers D-112 <coughs> saw earlier. Another resembles himself. Mouth entities dressed as nurses tend to humans, while others dressed as gardeners tend to plants. All are silent. One gardener, mouth entity, gives a cheerful wave and smile to D-112, who waves back. 
The guards in the mouth then Steve vocalizes a series of gurgling growls to D1112, who does not respond aside. D1112, keep walking. Okay, I gotta say it. Uh, you guys keep saying D1112, but it's D112. I'm going a little insane. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you don't need to apologize. I'm, I just, I feel like I'm being gaslitted in real time. No, 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 it's fine. It's not just... I, have to, no, I have to mention, I noticed that as well. And like, for the last one, I switched to doing D1112, so it would be consistent. <laughs> No, 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 it's my fault. For some reason, so I was I'm actually gaslight. Like, <laughs> we're not trying to gaslight you. My brain okay. saw it at 12. That, you know. Awesome. It's like there are two walls, but a 12 is in the number also. Hmm. Maybe this is just an effect of the SCP smile. It, you know, deletes numbers. Yeah. What do you think so far? I'm curious. I really dig it. Uh, it for one, it has a certain visual charm to it that a lot... And I'm, I, I'm not trying to uplift you by downplaying other articles because other articles have their own strength. But it has, I'd say, stronger visuals than a lot of articles. That kind of keeps me intrigued. And there's also sort of um, kind of a surreal quality to it as it goes forward that I really like. And like every time those footnotes pop up with the mimetic influence, it adds a little bit of intrigue. Like, what's really going on here? It's kind of got me, I guess entranced is the best way to put it, like when you sort of lie back and listen to prog rock or something and you just kind of let your mind float, it's sort of got that mm. dreamlike quality to it. Interesting, interesting. Uh, let's, uh, You're at uh, Please Listen, I believe. Please Listen. Um, yeah, where was I? Uh, do not interact with them. There we go. There's a large wooden building ahead of large glass doors, an image of a dock that creates the doors. Mouth entities bustle in and out. Demon ones who walks towards it. Do not go in there. Turn back now. Demon ones who walks up to the doors and pushes them inwards. Please turn back. The interior of the wooden building is a large lobby with skylights. The structure is similar to a customs or border checkpoint with queues with one-way gates. Mouth entities and booths at the end of each queue. Aside from them, Demon ones who appears to be alone. If you go through those gates, you can't come back. You still have a choice. Come back now. D112 proceeds down the empty queue. Please flagged. Ooh. D112 approaches one of the booths. The mouth entity at the counter begins to growl and gibber at him. D112 nods and looks down. His orange jumpsuit has been replaced with a dark, three-piece suit. D112, please. I'm begging you, please. There's still time. Turn around and come back, please. You don't have to go there, flagged. Oh Wait, this, this SCP gives you a free suit? Pog? Free suit? Go with them swag to class. <laughs> I actually, I had a moment the other day. Uh, sorry, this is totally random, but your phrase was happened to I was at the gas station, and there was someone in front of me who was, like, sagging their pants really bad. And, you know, I'm not a boomer, so I wasn't, like, all, like, ugh, how, the nerve. But, I, you know, I was, like, thinking of, oh, funny swag <laughs> meme. But then he held the door open for me and said, here you go, sir. And I was like, oh, thank you. And it, it swagged to class. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bizarre. I was like, I didn't expect it. I was like, oh, thank you very much. And then he looked up and he was a mouth entity. Yeah, maybe. He, he was, yeah, he looked up and he had he had no face and one big mouth in the center of his head, and he was going blah 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 blah, and, and you were like, oh. I've <laughs> entered the goblin world. Is that what this is? Goblin world? No. That's the noise I imagine they make is they go when they speak, they go blah, 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 like that. Real, kind of real quick, what was this SCP titled again? Um, uh, and Teach 10,000 Stars How Not to Dance, which is a uh, quotation from E.E. E. Cummings. 
Interesting. From his suit pocket, he removes a small blank piece of paper the size of a business card and hands it to the mouth entity. It inspects it, inserts it into a featureless black machine behind the counter, and then returns it to D112, who briefly nods. Now let's see Paul Allen's uh, blank piece of paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's see your business card. The entity no, waves no. D112 through the gates. No, 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 no. Mm. It flagged. D112 proceeds through the glass double doors at the front of the building. There is a cobblestone path of mosaic depicting a galaxy in front, leading to an immense parking lot. There are cars of varying vintage and model. The oldest visible appearing to be from 1910 and the newest of unknown make, some lacking wheels. All cars appear to be in very clean condition. D112 begins to walk across the lot. Command has noticed that D112 is no longer blinking. D112 approaches a silver BMW X6M parts nearby, opens the door, and sits in the driver's seat. Wait, this seat. is like a narration. Why would they narrate that Command noticed something? Did his like eyes widen like an anime? He's like, <gasps> he's not even blinking. I imagine, no, I actually imagine that he like wrote it down. Oh. He's, he's like taking notes. Okay, you know. I gotcha, I gotcha. They, yes. they call it like backup protocols, and he's like, good notes, which um, it might be one of the reasons you'll see later why this gets fucky, because this mm-hmm. gets fucky, and you'll see why the, the, the prose narration gets wacky, um, and that's that's like the universe reason why is he's like writing this down. He's like transcribing out what he sees. Very, very interesting. The X6M has no license plate. There is already a key in the ignition. He turns it and the car begins moving of its own accord. The countryside surrounding the building and gardens can be seen, consisting of a forest from an unknown region of the world with significant burr patches. D112 exits the garden slash customs facility through a long driveway ending in a gate. He turns onto a long highway cutting through the forest. He drives uninterrupted for approximately 30 minutes. Uh, okay, we're worth. Hang on. Um, D112? D112? Aside from forests, there are no landmarks on the road, and it's perfectly straight with no curves or hills. D112, I need you to answer. He's just fine. Abruptly, D112 arrives at a four-way intersection which did not immediately appear ahead. It is busy and looks along a main street resembling a modern American small town. A number of buildings of 1920s to 1930s architecture are occupied by modern American-based chain outlets, as well as specialised boutiques including probable juice bars within D112's eyesight. The creators head to look both ways up the street. To the left, the main street gives way to big box stores, fast food restaurants, and a mall. Notably, all text is absent from buildings save logos. To the right, it gives way to large upscale houses. D112 turns right within a break in traffic. I'm sorry. I'm so sincerely sorry. D112 drives for approximately one kilometre before pulling into one of the driveways. Notably, all the houses are located along a river running parallel with the streets. At no point previously did D112 cross a bridge. Every backyard is a dock with a small boat anchor to it. He exits the car and approaches the front door. It is opened by a mouth entity dressed in stereotypically female costume, which gargles brightly and embraces him. It kisses D112 on the cheek and leads him inside. Note that D112 was homosexual and was in a relationship with another D-class prior to SCP-4012 assignments. There's something super somber about, like, there are two D-class in a relationship and you only send one of them to the place where no one comes back from? That's so fucked up. Um, Yeah. By the way, I gotta ask, is your uh, page singing? 
Yes. Is that's well, not mine. I hear something singing. Uh, I I think I hear it for yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just say I wrote an original score that's automatically plays as you read this, like an industrial um, piece uh, or like ambient piece that's inspired a little bit by the works of Georgie Leggetti, whose music you might know from 2001 A Space Odyssey, and you'll see why in a bit. That is amazing, um, but how come mine isn't playing? Is it because I have Adblock on? Um, maybe. I'm going to mute mine, but um, people who want to hear it in full can find the file on the article. Hang on. Let's go. Very interesting. Two small uh, mouth entities, one in a t-shirt and shorts and one in a dress, run up and hug him, chattering and gargling all the while. D112 does not hug them back, nor show any real reaction at all. We should have done better by you. I'm sorry. The house is similar to an upper-middle-class suburban house with television, couches and chairs, houseplants, a staircase probably leading to bedrooms, and a large kitchen with an island and dinner table. D112 sits down at it. Look, you're not a death row prisoner. We just picked you off the street and made you believe that. I'm so sorry. You were just living your life. You didn't deserve this. You had a life once. The mouth entity, which appears to be acting as D112's wife, brings a large pot of steaming food to the dinner table. It serves everybody. The food is a porridge-like lump of purple grains containing live, wriggling pink worms. Hell yeah. D112 does not react. The wife mouth entity pours what appears to be caro brand corn syrup over the worm porridge. God damn it, I'm going to vomit. D112 begins to eat with a spoon very rapidly. The worms scream as he eats them. Malventus animatedly appear to be attempting to make conversation with D112. We're monsters. Following dinner, D112 ascends the staircase, gets out of his suit, and hangs it up in a closet next to a row of identical suits. He gets into blue pyjamas, brushes teeth robotically in a small bathroom with a substance identical to the worm porridge, and goes to tuck the child Malventus into bed. They are both absorbed in devices similar to a smartphone or handheld game system and do not acknowledge D112. Even in the anomaly, all children know how to do is charge their phone. Damn. <laughs> all children want to do these days is charge their phone, eat worm porridge, embarrass D-class, and lie. It's fucked up. <laughs> he stares at them for about 30 seconds, turns out the light, and then lies down in the bed intended for him. The wife met Elf Entity is already lying down, nude. It has no breasts, but instead a large penis-like organ where they should be. D112 takes off his own shirt and looks at his own chest, where there is a vertical slit. Oh, Jesus. The two climb into the bed and proceeds to copulate. I can't look away anymore. I physically can't. If you're listening, D112, I physically cannot leave my chair or alert help. It's something about you, D112. Flagged. It always has been. Flagged. Oh my god. What the fuck is this article? I, it, 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 you know what's funny is as Command saying that, I kind of feel the same way. Like it's like a what the fuck, but I want to keep reading. Well, let's keep going. <laughs> Copulation lasts two minutes, and then both parties fall over and immediately fall asleep. Relatable, my race, right, fellas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what happens with the old ball and chain, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine what like the, the kid mouth entities be like, why were they going Jack and Jill going up the hill? Why weren't they looking for Pokemon creatures? <laughs> I broke it. They're like, Father, I cannot click the book and command is like, no, 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 no. 
sorry. Yeah, wait, what is is this like supposed to be like a, a commentary on like the drollness of life, or is this like a inside a boomer meme? What is going on? Uh, do we want to like it's long, so do we want to for time's sake like skip ahead? Like I can no, I refuse to. I'm having way too much fun. Excellent. Let's keep going. Almost instantaneously, D112 awakens in what appears to be morning. God, I wish that was fucking me. I can never get to sleep. <laughs> he goes to shave in the bathroom and looks at himself in the mirror. His face is slack and relaxed. There are no expressions of any kind. Notably, despite entering 4012 in his late 20s, he appears to be roughly 30 years old. Oh, no. After getting dressed in another suit and drinking a cup of a dark liquid from a mug, D112 climbs in the BMW X6M and drives to an office building beyond the mall, where he takes the elevator to a cubicle of office. Every other worker is a mouth entity. One mouth entity in a loose suit runs over to where D112 is sitting. It shrieks and gibbers at him loudly. D112 nods and begins to sort papers marked with straight horizontal lines. The mouth entity, presumed to be the manager of the floor, walks away. The sorting continues uninterrupted for three hours. Command says nothing. D112 leaves the office building and drives to a fast food restaurant resembling a KFC. The family mouth entities are present, having driven another BMW X6M to the eatery. It is evening already. The KFC is staffed by and serving only mouth entities. Outside the garden area, D112 has been the only human. The family enters and orders one eight-piece bucket meal and several very large soft drinks. I'm curious whether like, they know this because uh, D112 ordered it, or did they translate the shrieks and gibbering? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like you want an eight piece bucket meal. Well, you could probably see after they got the food, yeah? Yeah, I think it's probably like after they got the food, they're like, well, you know, if we look at the bucket, like what, what bucket thing. Also, like these fast food restaurants have like video menus, right? Yeah. So ah. They can like point and go, bah, 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 and then you know it's a Finally, bucket. we can click the menu. Finally, we can click the menu. Dude, I really want to watch like, this as like a, a short film. This is like such a beautifully piece, and I'm—it's a damn shame I don't have the music playing because I feel like this is like cinematic. Um, I can. The music ended. Damn, 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 damn. But you can. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Let's go. The meal delivered, however, is more of the worm porridge in the KFC bucket, and the soft drinks contain the corn syrup substance. The family drives home in D112's car, having abandoned the duplicate at the restaurant. They watch a television program, consisting of a mouth entity in close-up, slowly opening and closing its mouth for ten minutes. Hell yeah, buddy. My favorite show. You yeah. know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> when you go... <laughs> the previous bedtime routine repeats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Command says something inaudible, so it's like... The next day follows similarly to the last one, only the family eating the meal at home. D112 appears to have aged again, and the child mouth entities are larger. Evening includes D112 helping the child mouth entities with some form of homework, appearing identical to mathematics used in quantum physics. Note that the children do not ever appear to go to school. The next day after that is identical to the second day. D112 continues to age. He appears in his early 40s. Mouth entities representing the wife mouth entities' parents visit for dinner. Uh-oh. We spend the entire visit screaming and chattering at each other. <laughs> Classic, am I right, boys? Oh, oh, oh parents, <laughs> mother-in-law, stupid. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I hate the in-laws. Eventually, the father-in-law mouth entity grabs the mother-in-law mouth entity by the hair and slaps it. Oh. It takes the skin on the other's forehead and rips it off, revealing a single blind, rapidly moving eye. The mother-in-law mouth entity screams and shrieks. D112 does not look away. Oh, Lord. The days get shorter and shorter. One day, the family visits a church-like building. 
The stained glass windows show various mouth entities worshipping a large exploding star sat on a grid of some kind. The mouth entity dresses a pasta shrieks for ten minutes before they leave. What if it's not the Foundation? What if I'm the monster? Oh god, D112. Oh god. It's all my fault. Wait a minute. Hold on, sorry. I read slightly ahead to like the town's geography. Sorry, Tan, read the next few lines before I continue. The town's geography is getting smaller to accommodate the shortening days. Okay, so what I'm thinking is, based on the title of this article, and kind of like it's slowly getting small, and like the whole star thing at the church, is this literally taking place in one of like thousands and millions of stars, and then it's going to eventually like compress and then explode in a supernova? You could see it that way. Um, I'm not going to... Well, we'll... I think it's better. Mm, I don't know how to respond to that. Maybe. That's okay. all. Mm, maybe. I don't okay. know. You know. D112 is in his early 60s by day eight, and the child mouth entities are leaving identical BMW X6Ms, presumably for college. D112 has said nothing. Once, when I was in high school, I sexually harassed a girl. She was wearing these, these, these very tight shorts, and I complimented her rear in a leering sort of way, and she got very angry and very scared. I even attempted to touch it, and at that point, you know, I, I got very red, and I started to apologize profusely, and she seemed to shrug it off, but I was reported to the principal, and there was all this disciplinary consequence that had to happen. It was the only time. I swear, I've tried to lead a blameless life. I've tried. I think about her face every night, D112. Every night. What if, what if like, right now of all times, the, the D112 turns around, he's like, damn, that's fucked up. He breaks out that's of trance. Oh, and then he, like, Steps back and he's like, Foomph. he's back to like, <laughs> yeah, like, crazy. And then he's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> bell breaks and the mouth entity's like, hmm, I may be an interdimensional mouth entity imitating suburban human life, but that's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would never sexually harass anyone. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> You know, he, like, goes back into it, yeah. <laughs> Since I've joined the Foundation, I've sent a million D-class like you to your deaths. Told them it would be all right. But why? Why you? Why this town? Why this anomaly? I feel so guilty. So ashamed. My eyes hurt. I can't ever atone. You're not even dead. I, I can't ever atone. I am stuck with my sins for eternity. I am unclean. I am unclean. I am unclean, D-112. D112 is in mid-70s. A full 24 hours at the monitoring site of past, but command has not left. Wait a minute. He said he sent millions to their deaths, but isn't this the first, like, full expedition that's been recorded? Uh, yeah, but I think it's also, like, this is some guy who's been doing this for, like, a bunch of anomalies. Like, he right. gets, like, around. You know. I got you. It's like, okay. Uh, he's that command. Makes sense. Yeah. Shaking my command. Shaking my command. I want to die, he says. Day 10 is only 30 minutes, a full five minutes of which is devoted to some sort of office party for D-112's retirement. He retires for the night, foregoing sex with the wife mouth entity. D-112 wakes up, uh, up at what appears to be the middle of the night. There's a series of humming sounds. Command discovers their audio communication system is missing. He makes his way down from the backyard to the dock. He walks down the steps out to the water. He faces the opposite shore for 30 seconds before turning around to face the house. He then stares straight up at the sky. They do not match any constellations seen from any point on Earth. Analysis of D-12's focal point indicates that he is staring at the darkness between the stars. The stars begin to spin. 
Blossoms of colour similar to phosphines produced within the retina begin appearing between the dancing stars, flat. They're green and purple. Dion one two begins to grunt and moan. This is the first time he has vocalised. He looks down from the moving night sky and stares straight left. The optical implant begins to move forward from his eye socket. Dion one two is now yelling in pain. The implant breaks free of the optic nerve and levitates forward roughly 30 centimetres before spinning around and facing D112. His blue pyjamas are stained with blood which is dribbling from his empty eye sockets. He is sobbing from his other eye. D112 begins to distort, growing in length while decreasing in circumference. Wait, what's distort link to? Distort links to um, atomic thumbs... uh, I just looked up the word distort, that's not right. Um, hang on a sec. Uh, three five five five, which is a human uh, man in San Francisco who is stretched really thin. He's oh. like, he's like stretched really thin and like distorted on a beach. And if there's a picture of him, which is like really fucking creepy and weird, I'm gonna drop it. Drop it in the uh, chat window so that you know what this is uh, supposed to look like. Oh, long horse. Um, long man. And then, uh, it's your last line, Darnell. No. There we go. Distortion on D112 continues, and his sobbing becomes more distorted as his body grows taller and thinner. Eventually, the top of his head passes out of range of the camera. He's estimated after roughly 30 seconds to be only 2 or 3 centimeters in circumference. His height cannot be determined. There's a loud sucking noise somewhere above the camera, and D112's body continues to grow thinner until it appears to vanish altogether. The humming is now 80 decibels. Between the humming and the sucking noise, it is unknown how the optic implant camera can be recording sound when the earpiece is gone. The optic implant rotates upwards towards the blossom of colour. It very quickly speeds upwards, getting escape velocity very quickly. There is no sound of atmospheric friction or g-force on the optic implant, and it quickly escapes the atmosphere. Objects similar to asteroids, planets, stars, nebulas, and then galaxies appear as the implant increases its speed. I have to make an addendum to an earlier statement. I no longer want to get high here. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, all the implant passes are various gas clouds, which it continues to speed through very quickly, then muffing. Suddenly, there are blinding large flashes of light surrounding the implant. The structure of space around it appears to twist and bend. The humming is transformed into a kind of screaming. Large collections of electrically charged matter producing light flash around the implant. It begins to sail past the universe itself. Flag. Space around Oh yes, fact. The space around the implant appears to twist into a three-dimensional slice of a six-dimensional Calabi-Yau quintic manifold. The implant enters it. I'm sure that has a, a reference as well, but I'm not gonna ask because that feels too complicated. Oops, hang on. It's a link to the actual Wikipedia page for the, the free encyclopedia that anyone can use. Wow. Donate today, because they keep bothering me to do it. Yeah, donate. Anyway, continue. The implant enters it. The implant bumps into the back of itself. A line of it stretches infinitely. Complex, monochromatic, prism-like images spin around it. The manifold breaches. Flat. 
and begins to high straightaway farrow bridges turning twisting beyond the mesh flagged at the bottom of a long tunnel where the light flag begins and the better kind infinite is dancing at the end of the number line flagged an unnamed bed in a distant place sleeping straight up a hindband of decaying muscles are not our own and we are stacked puppets begging control by other puppet flagged and it spirals and spirals and the darkness keeps eating chomp hooray it's way up the puppet stack flagged sleeping standing up flagged me woken dreams of thousand million dreams weaving and twisting away in and out of your skull of thousand screaming waving things there and there flagged there is no time there, flagged. We are sailing in deep waters now, flagged. Beyond the breakers, flagged. Whose any mystery makes any man's flesh put space on his mind take off time? Whose any mystery makes any man's flesh put space on his time? It's a little Boy, what happened here? Spinning, flagged. Spinning sound, boom, flagged. Glorious chant, do not be afraid, flagged. Entering love, glorious flagged. Volumes, immense, infinite void, comforting and terrifying knowledge, flagged. No space. Hello, my child. Oh, my child. <laughs> Everything shrinks inwards before there is a pop noise, and the optic implant floors to the forest floor on the other side of SCP-4012. Oh. Further tests have yielded similar results depending on origin of the subject sent in. <laughs> similar results. <laughs> Containment procedures have been updated in light of this test. Further information on the varying experience of those entering SCP-4012 has been logged in Supplemental Document 4012-1. This document's memetic corruption is currently in the process of repair and review. Dr. Raymond and Braxtein, acting command, has posthumously been awarded the Foundation Star. Oh, he's definitely killed himself. Yeah. Holy well, shit. Article. Yeah. I understood. Why do they keep sending people to this awful doom after the first time? No, no. Um, I think to contextualize it, my author post has three epigraphs mm-hmm. um, that I'm going to read. Um, would that I could fall myself before God. Would that my history were transfixed in his eye. Metrophanes of Crete, 1233 BCE Cosmologies of Man, translated by James Sheldrake, 1790. And that links to the Stargate sequence from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. I will... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just, uh, sorry. You might try then, as I did, to find a sky so full of stars it will blind you again. Only no sky can blind you now. Even with all that iridescent magic up there, your eye will no longer linger on the light. It will no longer trace constellations. You'll only care about the darkness, and you'll watch it for hours, for days, maybe even years, trying in vain to believe you're some kind of indispensable, universe-appointed sentinel. If, as if just by looking, you could actually keep it all at bay. It will get so bad you'll be afraid to look away, you'll be afraid to sleep. And then the nightmares will begin. Mark C. Danielewski, House of Leaves, and that links to the talking heads once in a lifetime. And then the final thing is, For no man hath seen God, but the perception of God may come from observing his creation. SCP-001, Spike Brennan's proposal. And that links to... Nice, we read that last episode. Yeah. I, I, I have to ask, so these are on your author page, are these like, so is this sort of like a magnum opus SCP of yours? Like, is this something you've been wanting to write for a while? I think this is the thing that I'm most proud of, absolutely. Honestly, this was a spectacular, surreal read, and I'm sure there's thousands of pieces of little information we're still missing from the video or theories that could be extrapolated. I'm going to have to slap this one with a good old-fashioned 13 out of 10, though. Uh, it's, I don't know if I would call it my favorite article of all time, but it's definitely like top 5, top 10. Wow, so much. 
Yeah, it was very, very good. Lord Stonefish, I would love to have you on again in the future and read more of your stuff. It is a damn shame that in typical DSCP fashion, we did not have time to read the other article we said we would read. It's a woman. (laughs) But that's just an excuse to have you on again in the future. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. This was very, very good. But, um... So, uh, uh, real quick, what are your closing thoughts on this stonefish, and then yours as well, Tan, before we get to the comments? Um, well, I was about to say, the final um, thing I referenced was the Calvin and Hobbes comic strip, where he says, I'm significant! Screamed. <laughs> you know. um, so this was, I'm very proud of this one. Uh, I think it takes a lot of things that I love, like poetry, music, film, references Kubrick's um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, the poetry of E.E. E. Cummings. Um, and in fact, the title is taken from the line, I'd rather learn from one bird how to sing than teach 10,000 stars how not to dance, which is uh, referenced in Roger Ebert's review for 2001 A Space Odyssey. So uh, this is also, I'm curious, no, I don't know. I need to, Tan, Tan what do you think of it? I really liked it. I noticed in your other post you said a lot of this was inspired by things like um, obviously there's the Space Odyssey scene that's been mentioned already in David Lynch films, which is also sort of my jam. So that's something that was going to appeal to me regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's very good. There's a really nice turn of phrases. Like just the phrase mouth entity is really evocative, I think. Yeah. It doesn't spend too long trying to describe the specifics. And I think that's one thing in SCP that uh i feel is a strength like you want to describe something in a way where it's like enough that you get an image in your head but you don't need to be like it has three foot long flippers and and it's curved in a you know what i mean like you just kind of have exactly, to yeah. give it enough space to be on like i feel like if i some for some reason like skip to the first physical description and then some mouth entity my mental image is probably pretty close to yeah. what the actual description was <laughs> I can see this as quite a Listerine discussion, uh, a history, not Listerine. What baffles me is, I mean, obviously not every SP is every, everyone's thing, so I'm not like, if you downvote this, you're crazy, but some people are like, oh, it's just not, I don't know, you're missing like a, a little thing, like the most asinine reason to downvote this possible, and it's just making me visibly angry, because this is such a brilliant piece, and people are just so loath to enjoy anything that's different. It makes me mad. Like, you've uh, you forgot a, uh, a period here. No, yeah, there wasn't a... anything about memetics, so I'm gonna have to no vote this. Like, shut the fuck up. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, seriously though, brilliant work, Lord Stonefish. Brilliant. Uh, consider me a fan. Thank you. Yeah, no, there's a comment here. Not to call anyone out by name, but it's like I like it. But a lot of the command lines feel unrealistic and highly professional. But the flag things are kind of okay, but you need more of them to cover all the mimetic things. Delve for now until it becomes more in the format the real foundation would use. Yeah, that made me want to rip someone's head off. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Also, I did find it funny, interesting, that one of the things you linked to was a song of talking heads because these are mouth entities. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. This is is a scary article, and it's kind of weird and poetic and surreal, but it also is funny. Like, I tried to make it funny. Like, yeah, there's a pun with the talking heads and the mouth entities. It's funny to me that they just, like, get KFC, and it's just full of worms. I want to see this entire log as, like, an actual short, like, 8 to 10 minute video with, like, a prog rock song in the background. I think would be brilliant. Oh, it would be 
put some like Pink Floyd's like great gig in the sky. Yes. Over it. Oh. Uh, but yes, n- enough enough gushing about what might be one of my favorite articles on the wiki. We need to read the comments and get schmoovin'. So let me open up the YouTube. And did you say you wanted to stick around for this stonefish? I'll stick around. I gotta make a phone call at fourth. But uh, maybe stick around. Let's see. What, what time is it for you right now? Four. It's four oh nine for me right now. All right, we should be able to tear through this. Usually there aren't that many because we record them like the day after. Yeah. Alright, we got 15 summer long, but I can skip through them if we need. <clears throat> so first from Comedy Man Kelp, he says, Where is Spike Brennan, episode part two? I am growing very impatient. You're growing very Dutch. Flying <laughs> experiments and other stuff says, insert comment less funny the Comedy Man Kelp here. Uh, is this uh, episode 91, the Spike Brennan episode? Yes. It is, uh, yeah. We sort by new for reference on the comments. Oh, uh, insert clever name here says finally after all these years the promise fulfilled another tan honey episode would be great in my opinion i agree I tan agree. We, sh- we should do another episode of you but we should like treat you like you're a guest <laughs> make it <laughs> all special it's replace me yeah we have someone fill you in breaking the uh, oh sorry uh, sd lock says random idea for episode 100 if you don't already have something get as many authors as you can schedule and read their shortest scps for a flash fiction throwback special Edit alternatively discovering GOI formats. I hate to break it to you, but we do already have a 100 special planned, and it's going to be a banger, probably. That's also another... a good idea, though, so I'm going to steal that for the future at some point. Yeah, we can always use that for another episode. That'd be fun. Uh, Land says, you come across a locked door. How do you open? <laughs> I open the door. I see what happened. I... No, it's locked, so I've got to be. I open the lock. Then I see what happened. I check the door. Anyway, I walk um, up to the door and I, and I say, I was looking for a snack. You'll do. <laughs> oh. And then it opens and then, you know. Tan, how do you open? Um, I don't. I'm a sick mother. <laughs> Brandon Hamilton says, oh, I needed that. <laughs> I had to hold myself back because I was like really enjoying the article. I didn't want to derail it, but I, when when one one two started like going off on its own and like walking towards the building and stuff, I wanted to say, "Oh, he fell off." <laughs> he, the whole point of the article is he fell off. Sat uh, sass to class, though. Honestly, like, hell yes, swag to class. That should be the name of this episode: swag to class. It's um, the swag. SCP four one one twelve is the swag to class zone. Uh, Guare Fernandez Emil says, I had heard of God's blind spot, but never read it. So this is going to be a new experience for me. Edit one. You see a healthy human, Darnell. How do you open? Uh, same line as before. Edit two. Tanhoni not knowing Roman numerals will never not be funny. Well, you don't know how to spell numerals, so. <laughs> ipso facto. Uh, he can say ipso facto, but he can't read XVI. Edit three. My recs for today are SCP-4028, La Historia de Don Quixote de la Mancha. Uh, I SCP- We're going to get to that at some point. Nice. SCP-4036, The Republic. SCP-4444, Bush versus Al Gore. Good SCP- article. SCP-4840, The Demon Lancelot and the Flying City of Autopapadopoulos. Uh, the fact that I did that in one take just shows my awesome. That was very impressive. <laughs> SCP-4918 Bergen Trucking I'm pretty sure that's just the OST for Asgore and Undertale my current strategy is posting so many that eventually one of them must be read by sheer chance 
And then lastly, edit four. Uh, I assume that the answer is chapter one, but where should I start with Aetheral Space? You assumed correctly. I love I love that meme. Have you seen that? I, I don't know if you're like a big manga head, uh, stoner fish, but I love that meme where it's like, where to start with comics? Oh, bro, you, you go to the Batman year one, but not this. It's like, where to start with manga? Chapter one, bro. Smile. Yeah. Uh, Ra- Raul Alves says, suplex, smile. <laughs> Threatening energy. That's how he opens. Uh, Shaitalia says, cursed thumbnail lol. Tanhoni can't read num- Roman numerals, huh? Then I recommend SCP MMMMMMMCXL. Is this a fucking game to you? <laughs> I know C is 100, X is 10, L is 50. What the fuck is M? Oh, this guy can't read Roman numerals? Well, no one ever goes as high as M. Uh, Lixerius says, pretty long so you can read later. Alright, so by the time I hear you read this, it will be episode 100, according to Spotify. I have been waiting 100 episodes before commenting, Lamau. A friend of mine dared me that I couldn't do it, so now I've done it. I won't say who I am, but I have been in the SCP wiki since early 2010, and have stayed at least somewhat active in it, so I've been here for a while. Yet, I never have been brave enough to even mention SCP with anyone IRL. I never read SCPs with anyone... Never showed them to people unless I knew they were in community, nothing. Yet for the last almost 21 months, and damn congrats, that's a long time. I swear I didn't write this comment, guys. <laughs> you guys have let me enjoy that. It has been great watching everything through the eyes of both a fellow SCP veteran writer and someone who might as well think that SCP I also stands didn't write this comment. for sausage, cheese, pepperoni. And seeing Darnell learn so quickly and now literally come up with the plot and what the SCP in question is from a single line of containment procedure for 90% of SCPs is impressive AF. It felt like I was reading along with you guys the entire time, and uh, I lost my train of thought, so I'm going to end it now. Hope now that I am released from my commenting prison that I will have many more to comment on, and goodbye for now. P.S. Tanhoney, you may or, not, may or may not know me. Good luck. Oh, God. <laughs> That oh, is a very sweet comment, like serious. I am very curious who you are. Oh, uh, missing twist ending. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm very happy you've been enjoying. I'm very impressed you kept your deal with your friend. And thank you for all the, the nice words and congratulations. I do my best, although I definitely failed this week with the special containment procedures. In my defense, though, that SCP, this SCP was a whole new beast, but I really enjoyed it. I also just want to say to the previous contest, Shy Failure, we will get to SCP-6140 at some point. Is that what that is? Of course I'm going to guess that each M is a 1000 then since there's six M, so now I can read Roman numerals again, get owned. Well, I read them first, so... Mm, weird. You didn't really write them, you just knew the numbers already, and you probably knew that was the title. Um, a bush from the island of Borneo says, What the hell is this cursed thumbnail? 11 out of 10. Personally, the Glory Hole article is pretty good, but I'm a big fan of the Vorhole article. Oh, okay, buddy. <laughs> As for recommendations, you should read 5757, Nikki Knows, 6101, The Most Powerful SCP. Kind of want to read that now. And 6380, uh, The Irish Problem, flushed emoji. Prismatic says you can't name a SCP Glory Hole, please. You're about 10 years too late, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, an anomalous writer... Oh, sorry, what were you saying, Stoner? No, I just said thank Stoner? you, Chris, for your insightful commentary. Uh, yes, indeed. indeed. An anomalous writer says, with a knife, stabs. I assume that's his answer to how do you open. 
All right, right. Uh, JTKC says, holy crap, I'm first again. Do I get some kind of prize if I keep up streak like those no. stamps they give at restaurants? And they get, no, okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway. You don't get anything. <laughs> you get punished for being gay so early. Yeah, you get punished because you didn't watch the episode. You just commented immediately, so death. Uh, anyways, epic episode once again. Never mind, life. Uh, guys, can't wait for the guest episodes coming up soon. And thumbnail game has been very strong, Hamilton. Double life. What the fuck are we going to tell Hamilton to do for this thumbnail? That is a good question. I think oh, Lord well, Stonefish... like a tan-heady mouth entity. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, yeah, uh, Stonefish, you have sort of a profile on your Discord. Is that like your author avatar? Uh, no, that's... Um, for reference, this is my totally OC comic character... Uh, completely original Barchi Bandrews, who is not related to Archie Andrews in any way, and is a real character. No, it's it was a joke. Um, you can just do like a, a stonefish in a suit. I don't know. Cut that bit out or something. Uh, so I'm thinking in that case then, because it'd be hard to make your mouth entity, we should do like a stonefish in a suit sweating, and then me and Tana's mouth entities would be a fun <laughs> one, I think. Behind, like the podcast counter. <laughs> yeah! Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, so I'll DM Hamilton that after today. I almost didn't want to finish 1322 when I first... Wait, what's that Stephen King book with, like, the creepy mouth things? They're like meatballs. The Langoliers? The Langoliers. I'll tell him, because that's pro- that's what I was imagining when I heard Mouth Entity. I'll tell him to draw me and you as Langoliers and then Stonefish in a suit sweating. No, I bet, well, I think it's more like the Silent Hill, but with a mouth. Really? Because Langoliers are just like a big ball. Well, I was imagining that for the head. Yeah, it's like a meatball-y, wrinkly ball with a giant mouth in it. Yeah, or like the um, like the fourth-dimensional time cops from Rick and Morty, where it's just like a meat sphere with a big mouth that goes gar gar in the middle. Yeah. All right, so see, Stonefish is the author, so we're going to go with that interpretation. Um, I thought you meant just like, it's a giant ball. <laughs> well, no, it's the head, because they have like... Yeah, yeah. So in that case, I was closer with Langoliers than you were with your thing, Tan, so uh, get owned. Mm-hmm. Get owned? I see. Uh, and then JTKC says, I almost didn't want to finish 1322 when I first read it. Like, man, the Foundation had no bad intentions for what they did to the other universe. Recommendations would be Resurrection Series, because it delves deeper into a lot of the recurring characters in the Foundation, like Sophia Light, Clef, and there's also an Avengers-style team-up with a few SCPs in the New Faces Splinter Cannon. The only thing I know about Sophia Light is someone wrote something about Milk Jesus and they made her Jesus, which I didn't know how to feel about that. But I, because of that, I know she's an 05 and also in one universe, a Jesus. I like I like a Jesus like one of the, the series. Yeah, was... well, well, if, from what I understand, in the Black Queen format, there's like a bunch of universes or dimensions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I learned because if you didn't know, the podcast rule of not being able to read does not apply if it's directly rated to, to my works. So, uh, fans out there, just the so you know. Yeah, so I was allowed to read all the Milk Jesus related articles. If you put spoilers in your Milk Jesus tales, Donnell is allowed to read them. <laughs> It's just like the article is just like description, milk Jesus, and then it's like eighty addendums of all their favorite SCPs. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good. Yeah. All right, so that's all our comments. Uh, once again, Stonerfish. I keep calling you Stonerfish. What the fuck, Stonefish? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Seriously, so- thank you for coming on. Do you? Have- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
So you go ahead. Okay, well, I was going to say, is there anything you want to plug or any uh, last closing remarks before we end the episode? Uh, go check out... Um, can I plug an article here? Is that You can absolutely. plug whatever you want. Article, your new movie coming out, music, anything. Yeah, no, no advertising standards, whatever you want to say. Uh, well, movie's not for a long time, but um, I'm going to plug my new article, SCP-6223, which was created in association with bloodydisgusting.com and has a full cast audio drama as part of it. Um, Yeah. Including um, actors who have been in uh, red dead redemption Two, evil on CBS. um, The dark dice podcast with Jeff Goldblum, Steve Martin's Broadway play meteor shower, the horror chat show tales from the boo crew, Stuber and other lots of cool things. Dude, um, you're like big. Holy shit. Well, this, at least this you... was, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, go, go check out that article. It's got a really cool audio play that uh, the SCP archives podcast put together. And I'm really proud of it. What's the number again? Uh, SCP six, two, two, three. SCP-6223. Anomalous, put that on and put it to a beat. SCP-6223. What? Mm-mm-mm. I don't know what it means. Hell yeah. Anomalous, thanks for editing that, or not. Or if you didn't, I still thank you for all you do for us. I'm going to assume that you did. Yeah, of course you did. He's anomalous. We, our poor editor, we always say like the dumbest shit, and then he like actually comes through and does it. It's It's awesome. I, every time I say something as a joke, I'm not expecting him to actually do it. Anomalous, put up smug smug anomalous uh, editing right you now. You can like some some smoke on the screen. Yeah. I, I don't know why. <laughs> anomalous, make me have uh, a bigger wang. Thank you. Anomalous, could you put up a video of a funny rat running around? <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if you could get like a clip art like rat of <laughs> the screen. Oh god! All right, no, no more requests for anomalous. I want to see how many of those Can he you does. Flip upside down now, anomalous. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. I want to see how many of these he does. If he does them all, he's gonna get like we have to pay him something. A Scooby snack. A snoop Scooby snack. Yeah, our poor interns. We barely pay them. I feel so bad. If we, oh, if this doesn't come out and there is not a hilarious clip art video of a funny rat running around. I'm going to be very mad. So I'm not. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for watching. This has been spectacular. Stonefish, I cannot wait to see your other stuff and have you on again in the future. But like all good things, this must come to an end, especially because you have to go in like seven minutes. Yeah, I got to head out. So uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, Thank you both. This was a lot of fun, and I hope to do this again soon. Bye. No problem at all. Bye.